Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing Chapter 5, Karma Sannyasa Yoga, Yoga of Renunciation of Action. So we have been learning from Bhagawan the thought that I am not this limited being. Bhagawan demolished our traditional view of who I am as a limited being in Chapter 2 and then told us that gradually you have to realize the Jiva Brahma Aikya, that this conditioned self, the conditioned consciousness that I consider myself, and the unconditioned consciousness, the all-pervading Supreme Self are one and the same. And in that journey, the first step is to purify my internal instrument, my internal instrument the mind and intellect. For that, there are several paths, but the one which is easily available to me right now is to continue working in this world driven by my rajas and tamas, but strive to achieve sattva. So purifying my internal instrument, because that is the only instrument available to me to realize any truth, any knowledge. All the knowledge that I know today has come from my observations in the world outside where I received the sensation and it created impression on my mind which is the internal instrument and was deciphered by my intellect which is the deciding entity, a part of that internal instrument. So the knowledge which I have gathered and created a perception of my own self as a limited being has come from this internal instrument. The internal instrument has decided that this must be me. So to overcome that impression, now I have to work on that internal instrument to clean it up. And in that quest, Bhagavan said, all you can do is act in this world driven by your own rajas and tamas, but constantly think that I'm doing it for the greater good, for everyone else, not just for me, which is the basis of Karma Yoga, that I expand my identification for whom I am working in this world. If I'm a very selfish person, I'm just working for myself, but when I expand my identification with my family and I'm working for my family, as I continue expanding my identification, then I'm working for my community, for my nation. If I want to continue expanding that identification by karma yoga, yoga of working in this world without any particular expectations for me. And because then the first steps in chapter three, you'll learn karma yoga. Then chapter 4, Gnana Karma Sannyasa Yoga. I need to now renounce this sense of I am the doer. That even I'm working for 
the greater good, I still have the sense of I am the doer, I am working outside. Because that sense has to be overcome by thinking that I am not the doer. So, renounce that notion that I am the doer in the knowledge that the self remains inactive. The body, mind and intellect are acting with the self which is empowering body, mind and intellect is inactive. And now in chapter 5 is the renunciation of that agency that who I am as the doer. So the agency which right now takes charge of my action is my ego. My ego says I am the doer. Because of I, things are happening. If I am not there, things will not happen. That ego is the conditioned consciousness which enables me to act but also takes credit for my actions. So Bhagavan said, should give up that sense of agency, which is sannyasa. Sannyasa is giving up the sense of agency. The tyaga is karma phala tyaga. And how to do it is Bhagavan is now explaining in this chapter, and we have learned from him, that the first exercise that any voluntary or involuntary activity which I notice in myself, I should make a note that it is not the self which is doing it. Even as we say, swasan, jignan, asnan, even the breathing, I should know that I am not doing it. Because I really don't have any agenda for it. I didn't really plan for it and say, I'll be taking X amount of breath this morning. It happens automatically and therefore, I should know that I am not the doer. It is happening as the part of the prakriti. This exercise is given to us by Bhagavan saying, this is how you clean up your internal instrument and this is how you give up the sense of agency. So last few verses we are seeing, tat buddhayaha, tat atmanaha, tat nishtaha, tat parayanaha. Up till now I was established in tvam, this limited self. Now you should establish a buddhi in that, that, that which is unconditioned. So this is a journey of just identification from this to that. Right now I identify with the conditioned consciousness which becomes ego because I identified with the actions of this body, mind and intellect. When I change that identification with tat, that all-pervading, that buddhi, this buddhi which is the dissecting instrument, which is deciding what is right and what is wrong, now you have to point towards that all-pervading self. Even yourself, that also should be completely established in that identification with the all-pervading self. Bhagavan continuing, said, Bahiyas parsesu asaktatma. So the biggest difficulty I encounter in that exercise of establishing my buddhi and my mind in that the greater self is the sense objects contacting my senses or my senses contacting the sense objects. That sensation is the distraction. Bhagavan said, you have to overcome that distraction. Bahiyas parsesu asaktatma, who does not get attached means distracted by 
this contacts with the world of objects outside. Let the body contact the world outside, let the mind contact the world outside, but do not get attached to those contacts. It is something like if I am really engrossed in reading a novel, which is very interesting, then things happening around me, I am completely unattached. Even though my other senses are contacting the sense object, like sound, somebody calling me from outside. But I am so engrossed in my reading that I don't hear that call from outside. So that I have become completely unattached. He says, in the same manner, we are absorbed in the thought of that all-pervading self that you are. You are identifying that versus the limited self, you become bahyas parsesu asaktatma. Contacts are happening just as they were happening before, but I am not getting attached to them. Vindati atmani yat sukham. That very idea that I am not this limited being and I am part of this all pervading self gives me that unlimited joy and happiness. So, I am not seeking any joy and happiness outside the Vindati Atmani Yat Sukham. Sa Brahma Yoga Yuktatma Sukham Akshayam Asnate and he achieves that eternal happiness. So, here is a litmus test that when I should consider myself that I am established in that identification of the greater self, he said, when you become completely unattached, unattached does not mean unaware, but unattached. I am aware of so many things, but I am not getting attached to them. I hear news from outside. I am aware of what is happening, but I am not attached to them. It does not affect me what is happening in Bangladesh or what is happening in, in Russia or Ukraine or Afghanistan. I am aware of them, but I am not attached to them. But then there are situations occurring in my life. I am not only aware of them, but getting attached to them. He said, this difference in your thinking, in your response to the world of happenings outside, if you synchronize them as one response of unattachment, then you become established in that self. That is the litmus test. So, Brahma Yoga Yuktatma, Sukham Akshaya Masnata, he finds that eternal happiness, which is where we started that I want that unbroken happiness and Bhagavan said the only way to achieve it is to become completely unattached to the happenings in the world outside. Once you achieve that, Sukham Akshay Masnute, you will achieve that unending happiness in no time. How to think so that we can achieve that state? So, he said you change your thinking and analyze what is happiness which you are receiving from this world. This enjoyments which I am getting from this world. In my life, there are enjoyable events and there are miserable events. How can we decide? What is your criteria? The criteria is when my sense organ contact the world outside. So, when I hear music, sense object is sound and my sense organ is my hearing. When they come together and it gives me joy and I enjoy that music, I call that enjoyable experience. But that sound is so noisy that it is 
painful, I consider miserable experience. Same experience of my hearing contacting the world of sound outside, one experience is enjoyable, other is miserable. So, Bhagavan said, that those bhoga, those enjoyments which I consider enjoyable, they are born out of contacts with the world of objects outside. As you see, five senses and five sense objects. Sabdas, parsa, rupa, rasaganda. Dukha yonayaha evate. This is the revelation. All those enjoyments, all those contacts with the world outside, they are the wombs of unhappiness. Now, this is something even though we know we do not want to accept it. Anything which gives me happiness has equal potential to give me unhappiness. But while I am enjoying that, I overlook that potential. Something which I eat can give me joy has equal potential to kill me. But while I am enjoying it, I am willing to overlook the negative side effect. While I am eating sweet, I am very aware that it can give me diabetes and the diabetes can kill me. But while I am enjoying the sweet, I am willing to overlook that side effect. I overlook the potentiality that that can create diabetes and I can die. So, Bhagavan said, there is no exception of any contact in this world which gives you enjoyment. Every contact which gives you enjoyment has equal capability to give you unhappiness. Dukha yonayaha evate. All of them are wombs of sorrows. All those contacts which give me enjoyments are wombs of sorrows. So, where the sorrows come from? Bhagavan said, exactly the same place you are getting your enjoyments. Adi Antavanta Kaunteya. All those contexts have another limitation. If enjoyment, if I can extend it out till eternity, then it's not a problem because I have diluted that potential of pain because the enjoyment part I extended out in time, which can outlive my own life. I typically say that when the market is booming or business is doing very well, I just want this market to last till I retire. As long as it lasts till I retire, I don't really care what happens afterward. But that's not in my hand. So Bhagavan said, because you don't have a control over the timings, you should know that the, all these contacts have beginning and an end. There is no experience which is everlasting. Even the great concert which I am enjoying starts at one point of time and ends at one point of time. Even though a Gita class has time limit, it starts at 9.45, will end at 11.50. He said, no, no, I am really enjoying it. Let's continue. Well, there is a limit to it. You may enjoy for 15 minutes more, an hour. At some point, you will say, we need to get out of it. And even if the other one, if it's boring, that's the same thing. When is going to end? When is going to end? Well, it will end if you are patient enough. Adi Antavantaha. This is where at the graduation time, everybody is so happy. When you are graduating from high school, graduating from college, where you thought that it was never going to end, this drudgery which I am going through. 
But then when it ends, you say, oh, thank God it is now over. That's the celebration of graduation. So, Bhagavan said, Adi Antavanta, the enjoyments as the sorrows have beginning and an end. Now, when in the enjoyment I can understand the beginning and the end part, in sorrows I don't. Sorrow seems like they're eternal. Once it starts, I don't know when I'm going to get out of it. I don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel. So our time scale changes in the enjoyment. The time is compressed and I feel, oh boy, the concert just started and now he's packing up. But when I'm suffering, it seems like time has just stopped. Na teshu ramate budaha. The wise people, they do not indulge in them. So Ramade is Gujarati playing. They don't play in it. When we are playing, the time literally stops. We really don't have any sense of how much time has passed. So you're completely engrossed in it. That's the attitude you have to avoid when you're enjoying the contacts with the world outside. Remember the very time when you're enjoying, this is beginning and end, and this is equal potential to give me unhappiness. Every relationship that I have, which gives me happiness at one point of time, gives me unhappiness in the other point of time. Saknotihi eva yaha sodhum prak sharir vimokshanat kamakrodu udbhavam vegam sa yuktaha sa sukhi naraha. I don't need to wait till I retire or I don't need to wait till I die. Bhagavan said, in this life, while you are living, one who can withstand this force of desire and anger, these impulses which are created by my desire to acquire something and getting angry when I can't achieve it, this impulse which shows up in my behavior, I get goosebumps when I'm really afraid of something, my face lights up when somebody likes and it shows up. He said, all that, if I can withstand, withstand in a sense, I don't let it affect my internal instrument. Before I leave this body, it is not something I have to do after my life. I have to do it right from the beginning till the end of my life. This is not a one-time exercise to control my desire and anger. All throughout my life, Till I die, I have to have this vigilance to withstand this force created by my desire and anger. Desire when fulfilled is enjoyment. Desire when unfulfilled is unhappiness. Yaha antaha sukaha, yaha antaha aramaha, tatha antaha jyotihi eva yaha. So yaha antaha sukha, whose happiness is within his self. As I said, once I have expanded my identity, then all my contacts outside are all within me. Right now I feel lonely because I by myself, I can enjoy it. I need a company. Well, without a company, there is no life. You know, There is no life in this town. There is no nightlife. All that because I feel incomplete. And I say, once I expand my identity to include everyone in it and everything in it, then I'll be sukhi, i happy by myself. Yeah, antaha sukhaha. Yeah, antaha aramaha. One who is also relaxing in himself. 
So, we need vacation to relax. I can't relax in my job. I can't relax when I'm with my family. Well, let's go and get vacation. Well, leave the family here. We just go by ourselves. When I feel relaxed, I'm comfortable in, in my own skin. I feel comfortable the way I am. And I feel comfortable with things are. Ya antaha sukha. Anta, antaha jyotihi eva. And I don't need any other knowledge to know myself. So right now, to know myself, I have to see what people are thinking about me. Am I tall enough? Am I wealthy enough? Am I smart enough? All that is judged by my perception of how the world is viewing me. But once I create an awareness of myself, I is the standard. I am the standard and I am judging myself. That who I am does not require any other comparison in the world outside. Antaha Jyotihya, Saha Yogi Brahma Nirvana. Such a person is a yogi. Not that one who is performing yoga, but the one who has established himself that he is happy by himself, he is aware of his own self, and he is relaxed in his own self. Such a person yogi, Brahma Nirvanam, he is extinguished in Brahman. In other words, this ego is now extinguished. Ego is no longer active. This identification with the smaller self is no longer bothering me. Body is doing its part, it's decaying, fine, that's its job. Mind is what it is and intellect what it is, but it is not me. I'm extinguishing that identification with the limited being. Nirvana is extinguishing something. Brahma Bhutaha Adigachati. And he becomes one with that Brahman. As we say, the space in the room, once you remove all the limitations, it becomes one with the space outside. There was no real transaction took place that we have transferred this space to the outside space. But the identification is dropped between the space and the walls, floor and ceiling. As the identification drops with this body, mind and intellect, he achieves that oneness with that Brahman, that all-pervading self. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschit Dukkha Bhag Bhavet Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om